Hello, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today is the 13th of December, day 347 out of the year. And we are reading from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. Let's begin with a reading from the Bible. Foundations of Christian Service. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy and peace. Encouragement to be faithful. Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did, night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this, not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Saviour. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle and a teacher of this good news. That is why I am suffering here in prison. But I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. And I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. As you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me, even Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesphorus and all his family because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. When he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. May the Lord show him special kindness on the day of Christ's return, and you know very well how helpful he was in Ephesus. This is the word of the Lord. Here ends the first reading. Now let us turn to the New Living Translation. This letter has a sombre tone. Paul has been imprisoned for one last time, and he knew he would soon die. Unlike Paul's first imprisonment in Rome, when he was in a house, where he continued to teach, this time he was probably confined to a cold dungeon awaiting his death. 
Emperor Nero had begun a major persecution in AD 64 as part of his plan to pass the blame for the great fire of Rome from himself to the Christians. This persecution spread across the empire and included social ostracism, public torture and murder. As Paul was waiting to die, he wrote a letter to his dear friend Timothy, a younger man who was like a son to him. Written in approximately AD 66, these are the last words we have from Paul. When we are united with Christ, life takes on both immediate and eternal dimensions. Paul's use of the phrase, life he has promised, can apply to the life that Jesus gives immediately to those who trust him, as well as to the life fully realised in eternity. On one hand, Paul said, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. So new life begins at conversion. Yet on the other hand, we wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as he adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. The present experience we enjoy provides a foretaste of our complete redemption at Christ's return. When we struggle with difficulties in this life, remember that the best is yet to come. Paul's second letter to Timothy was written about two to four years after his first letter. Timothy had been Paul's travelling companion on the second and third missionary journeys, and Paul had left him in Ephesus to help the church there. Paul consistently prayed for Timothy, his friend, his fellow traveller, his son in the faith and a strong leader in the Christian church. Although the two men were separated from each other, their prayers provided a source of mutual encouragement. We too should pray consistently for others, especially for those who do God's work. On your prayer list include your pastor, other church leaders and missionaries around the world. They need your prayers. We don't know when Paul and Timothy last parted, but it was probably when Paul was arrested and taken to Rome for his second imprisonment. The tears they shared at parting revealed the depth of their relationship. Timothy's mother and grandmother Eunice and Lois were early Christian converts, possibly through Paul's ministry in their home city. They had communicated their strong Christian faith to Timothy, even though his father was probably not a believer. Don't hide your light at home. Our families are fertile fields for planting seeds of the good news. Let your parents, children, spouse, brothers and sisters know of your faith in Jesus. And be sure they see Christ's love, helpfulness and joy in you. At the time of his ordination, Timothy had received special gifts of the Spirit to enable him to serve the church. In telling Timothy to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you, Paul was encouraging him to persevere. Timothy did not need new revelations or new gifts. He needed the courage and self-discipline to hang on to the truth and to use the gifts he had already received. If Timothy would step out boldly in faith and proclaim the good news once again, the Holy Spirit would go with him and give him power. When you use the gifts God has given you, you will find that God will give you the power you need to accomplish whatever task he gives you. Clearly, Timothy's spiritual gift had been given to him when Paul and the elders had laid their hands on him and set him apart for ministry. 
God gives all Christians gifts to use to build us up in the body of Christ. And he gives special gifts to some through church leaders who serve as God's instruments. Timothy was experiencing great opposition to his message and to himself as a leader. His youth, his association with Paul and his leadership had come under fire from believers and non-believers alike. Paul urged him to be bold. When we allow people to intimidate us, we neutralise our effectiveness for God. The power of the Holy Spirit can help us overcome our fear of what some might say or do to us so that we can continue to do God's work. Paul mentions three characteristics of the effective Christian leader, power, love and self-discipline. These are available to us because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Follow his leading each day so that your life will more fully exhibit these characteristics. See Galatians for a list of the byproducts of the Holy Spirit living in us. In this time of mounting persecution, Timothy may have been afraid to continue preaching the good news. His fears were based on facts because believers were being arrested and executed. Paul told Timothy to expect suffering. Timothy, like Paul, would be jailed for preaching the good news. But Paul promised Timothy that God would give him strength and that he would be ready when it was his turn to suffer. Even when there is no persecution, sharing our faith in Christ can be difficult. Fortunately, we, like Paul and Timothy, can rely on the Holy Spirit to give us courage. Don't be ashamed to testify of your personal faith in Jesus Christ. In these verses, Paul gives a brief summary of the good news. God loves us, chose us and sent Christ to die for us. We can have eternal life through faith in him because he broke the power of death with his resurrection. We do not deserve to be saved, but God offers us salvation anyway. What we must do is believe in him and accept his offer. In spite of the suffering that might have caused Paul to despair, he affirmed his confidence in God's protection. This was not a claim to strong faith, rather it was a trust in one so powerful that even a weak faith was sufficient. Paul based his confidence in Christ on his intimate relationship with him. Paul knew the one in whom he trusted with personal knowledge. He knew Christ so well that no earthly experience could break the bond of love by which Christ held him. If your situation looks bleak, give your concerns to Christ because you know him and love him. Realise that he will guard all you have entrusted to him until the day of his return. The phrase, guard what I have entrusted to him, could mean, one, Paul knew that God would protect the souls of those converting through his preaching. Two, Paul trusted God to guard his own soul until Christ's second coming. Or three, Paul was confident that, though he was in prison and facing death, God would carry out the good news ministry through others such as Timothy, Paul, may have expressed his confidence to encourage Timothy, who was undoubtedly discouraged by the problems in Ephesus and fearful of persecution. Even in prison, Paul knew that God was still in control. No matter what setbacks or problems we face, we can trust fully in God. Timothy was in a time of transition. He had been Paul's bright young helper. Soon he would be on his own as a leader of a church in a difficult environment. 
Although his responsibilities were changing, Timothy was not without help. He had everything he needed to face the future if we would hold on tightly to the Lord's resources. When you are facing difficult transitions, follow Paul's advice to Timothy and look back at your experience. Who is the foundation of your faith? How can you build on that foundation? What gifts has the Holy Spirit given you? Use the gifts you have been given. Nothing more is known about Phygelus and Hermogenus, who evidently opposed Paul's ministry. These men serve as a warning that even leaders can fall. Onesphorus was mentioned as a positive example in contrast to these men. Here ends the second reading. Lord, this day we pray simply that you would be with us, that you would guide us and our footsteps in every thought, word and deed. In Jesus' name, Amen.